silver boulder saved my life. clones welcome back to the unclothed sisters podcast my name is mary my name is siobhan and my name is natalie and here's alex wolf with his britney spears microphone and here is jesse doing hot bimbo shit (laughs) if you guys are listening you need to hop on over to youtube because you are going to want to see our guest today who has glowed up into an absolute baddie Yeah. We should we should we say who our special guest is now? Oh my god. Well, I mean the people yeah, the people deserve to know because we've been keeping everyone guessing. Yes, we have been. Literally on Instagram. Well, okay. I'll get we'll we'll give you a hint. I am dressed like her today. I am cosplaying. Look at her go. Look at that jumper. It's Thomas. Obviously. Yeah. It's Thomas. You guys, we <laughs> finally did it. We finally, we tracked down Thomas Batuello and we're currently recording this at midnight so that he could be in the same time zone. It's a whole thing. If you're listening, that's not right. We're, we're joking. And this we're is joking. why you should be on YouTube. No, today our guest is Miss um, Goggins, mm-hmm. Emily Richardson, who is an absolute icon and you guys are gonna hear her little q a segment later in the episode but for now we're just gonna hop right into the recap and we're gonna recap three is enough today so i'm gonna read the synopsis now so um mind you i have been way too mentally ill to write my own synopsis so i pulled (laughs) this one off of imdb but yeah, if you had a good week this week, you can suck yourself. I wish you a very die. I wish you a very die, Mary. <laughs> like the three of us, or at least two out of three of us, have been going through it. It's like there's it. a cheese grater, and then there's me, and we're just kind of shimmying. I'm just having yeah. normal people depression, dude. Fair. Normal people depression. You heard it here first, folks. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so three is enough. When Cooper accidentally asks Miss Goggins out on a real date, he panics and begs Nat to come with him. Nat is pressured into asking Rosalina to join them, which further complicates their already complex relationship. Meanwhile, to the Timberman brothers' dismay, Jesse asks out a new downstairs neighbor who is a foreigner. Everybody, including Dad and Betty, end up in the same movie theater at the same horror film where the Timmermans foil Jesse's date. Nat and Cooper achieve the harbor on yawning thing with their respective dates, and Alex is comforted at the scary parts by Juanita. He meets his dream girl, and then Jesse realizes that three really is enough. Wow. I'll just like start off by saying movie theater first dates, they really are a thing let me tell you why let me tell you why okay it's because we're all afraid to talk to each other when we're young and it's like let's just go do this thing where we don't need to communicate yeah I hate I hate movie dates as a first date with someone new I hate it so much it's so awkward it. it just it's a very good for me because I love movies and because I watch a lot of movies and because I'm a cinephile 
I like being able to discern what somebody's movie taste is on a first date because it's, it's like, okay, are you like cool? And like, can we talk about movies in a cool way or like you an insufferable bastard? I think I'm a little tainted when it comes to movie dates because um, all of my exes, when they've taken me on movie dates, have taken me to see like superhero movies. That's not a movie. That's just like sitting for two hours. Um, one time I got dragged to the World of Warcraft movie. Ooh. But yeah, so Lee Lee has never taken me on a movie date. The only time we've ever watched movies is at home. And I am thankful for that. Yeah, you're thankful. We also have, Lee also has good taste in movies, so... Yeah, and you guys end up fucking during every single movie. These two ended up fucking during Hereditary. I... I mean, I mean, I mean, my friend Dahmer. Okay, that's that's pushing it. fucked up. <laughs> Look, y'all are fucked up, literally. If there's a movie that Lee and I have seen together the first time we fuck through it, the second time we fall asleep to it, third time's the charm. Took me like three times to finish The Cat in the Moon. Granted, Lee wasn't with me any of those times. You need to finish My Friend Dahmer. It's really I good. really do. Yeah, you do. It's it's solid. What can um, I say, guys? I'm a chronic masturbator. I love it. I love it here. Um, yeah, I went I went on a movie date a couple of years ago with a good friend of mine. Actually, my editor, LOL, the one who edited the Kelly Price podcast. Hi, Grant. How are you? Um, and we went to see Avengers Endgame. And we awkwardly held hands for the entire three hours. And like you didn't like Oh, yeah. Well, you know what it's like? Like you hold hands with someone and it's awkward and it's like, do I clench? Do I not clench? Should I move my thumb? Am I going to die? I just (laughs) held it in the same position for three hours. And you're like, you're like concentrating on not moving your hand more than you are watching the movie. And it's like, I am suffering. But maybe I just have anxiety. No, 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 no. Like, I'm hyper-focused on, like, the positioning of my hand-holding during a movie date, and I especially was, like, my first real, like, date that I went on as a child, other than, like, to the middle school dance where we ignored each other for most of the night, was to a movie. It was a double date to a movie. We saw, um, whatever Terminator movie came out in 2009. Not an important one. The only important ones are the first three. Um, and... I have things that I remember, but we'll get to that later. But it was a double date. I remember being hyper-focused on my hand position while uh, trying not to remember that I had heard Christian Bale yelling at people on fucking YouTube over this movie. Oh, my God. In the middle of the fucking scene. Like, that's all I remember about this movie is the fucking Christian Bale rant. That's all I remember. Rip. Yikes. Well, okay, Mary, start us off. Where does this episode start? Where does it start? At Casa de Wolf, as all good episodes start, and um, Nat is watching girls playing baseball in the olden times. I like girls from the youngin times better, says how, Alex. <laughs> how old do they think this is? Like, I can't, I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, but. The olden times. I just think that's but why so is why is Nat watching this in the first place? We don't know. It doesn't matter because Alex wants to practice the yawn around arm thing. Every time you do that, arm around your arm, yawn thing, your arm disappears where Jesse is. <laughs> it's like you're really doing it. Here's my man. I'm putting my arm around my man. 
What's my? It's problem? not working. <laughs> this is me putting my arm around Alex's woman. His woman. His woman. But yeah, so Alex is like, let's practice putting our arms around each other. Yeah, and Nat's like, okay, but- What is a nine-year-old going to go on a date? And Nat goes, okay, but I get to be the boy. And Alex goes, we'll trade off. (laughs) And Alex is immediately like, go make me popcorn. And that is the fattest Siobhan energy ever. Like, if you don't know this, popcorn is like Siobhan's favorite food. It's true. Like, at all times, it's like, make me popcorn, bitch. Like, especially during our childhood, it would be like, we're making popcorn. If you make popcorn, I'm going to eat it all. Like, that was, that's Siobhan. Also, if you make popcorn this fucking bad, you're canceled. Are you implying that I make bad popcorn? No, I'm saying that you used to make bad popcorn. Siobhan is throwing shade and we don't need to. What are you talking about? This is the Uncle Sisters podcast. That's the Uncle Best Friend podcast. This is not RuPaul's best friend race. (laughs) (laughs) A drag queen. Anal. So (laughs) that's never going to end. Hello, LGBT community. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, LGBT community. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Anyway, they practice the arm around. This is where we first hear a melody. Alex's dream girl. He dreams about this girl with red hair. Cut to the next scene and we're practicing. Um, well, Alex Wolf is inventing R&B as we know it right here. Oh, it's like if um, Bob Marley had a child with Janet Jackson and a white kid. One is okay, two is fine. That's just like what's happening in my brain. So the beat, say, the say beat is bumping. DVD. That he was inspired by Bob Marley for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, bitch, that shit is burned into my brain. Rent-free. Call 1-800-555. Get your free nose-picking drumsticks. <laughs> anyway, the beat is bumping. He's, like, doing Doing, his... like, some shit. Every, like, it's, it's, like, the shoulders and, like, the pop in the collar and the, uh, <laughs> and the Britney Spears, <laughs> like, here it is. And we've I... got... The ladies in the back, the Jessies. These are the ladies. <laughs> and yeah, and um, so Jules Viper is uh, drawing uh, graphics for the screens and he's drawing like little cartoons of Alex and whatever for some reason. And he's all like, so they cut to him and he's all like, they're paying me big bucks to draw cartoons for the Naked Brothers Band. I've never heard the Naked Brothers Band. I never want to hear the Naked Brothers Band. That's why I wear these earplugs. You still have to hear them, brother. Also, like, bullshit that your little foam earplugs would block them out entirely. Like, you'd still hear it. Yeah, definitely. But at any rate, um, Alex is like, oh, my God. And he runs over to Jules, and he's all like, hi, can you maybe make me look cooler in your cartoons? Like, more tattoos, cooler clothes. Maybe uh, a little more teenagerish. When I turned fucking 21. Can you make me look cooler? Like more teenagerish, more tattoos. More teenagerish. Oh. And then he was like, no, to all of his questions. And then he starts drawing a chicken and Alex goes. He fucking roasts him. Why are you drawing a chicken? Or no, what are you drawing? A chicken. Because you're annoying me. <laughs> What's that even fucking mean? No one fucking knows, but. Um, 
Can we get like an image of the chicken Sharpie drawing and put it on some t-shirts? Yes. I want that. Yes. Oh my God, here he is. Anal. I mean, I'm eating, our boy is eating, our boy. Um, Is that a McGriddle? In a way, Nat, in a way. way. Eyebrows. We'd love to see it. Two people with eyebrows right here. (laughs) There are at least three people with eyebrows on this podcast. Nah, it's just me and Alex. (laughs) Oh. Um. Yeah, I want the chicken shirt. I also just want to say that watching Alex Wolf perform three is enough is better than the Backstreet Boys. I agree. And like, we have to assume that like, you know, he was just bobbing his head like a second ago to three is enough. We have to assume, this is back to my nose, that Cooper did this while three is enough was playing. So why were you sitting there listening to this loud ass band rehearsing, accidentally asking your GF on a date? Hmm. <laughs> they the the boys asked what Cooper said, and he was like, "I asked if she wanted to hang out sometime somewhere." Oh, whoa, that's some heavy stuff, man. Says Thomas. Yeah. We might have some trouble getting you out of this. That is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> like Thomas. <laughs> Sorry. Just- Thomas. <laughs> the episode's Thomas over. Is not the best actor. So like, take it back, Siobhan. Take it back. (laughs) So Thomas is not the greatest actor in the world. I'm not taking it back. So when he says, whoa, man, we might have some trouble getting you out of this. I can't tell if he's being sarcastic acting, being serious acting, or if he just sucks at acting. I think it's probably a little of all three. There's there's some indecisiveness in there. Yeah. I just love that. Oh, man. When Cooper's like, well, when do you guys like come with me? And David and Thomas are immediately like, no, we don't want to go on a date because they're dating each other. We want to hang out alone that night. And then Kasim is all like, I wish, like I would, bro. But like the four girls I asked at the masquerade party aren't talking to me right now. So like, And there are no other women in the world. Right. Shout out to David being like, you can almost always get out of it on a technicality. This is what I, this, this is my mantra in the morning. Yeah, when I'm like I, setting I don't my intentions. You can almost always get out of it on a technicality. I just, I just want to be called away on business. <laughs> <laughs> and so Cooper's like losing his mind. He's sweating. And then he's like, Matt, please ask Rosalina. And then he's all like, no, I'm too young to date. Which, like, he's right. Yeah, but that didn't stop Polly Draper from writing this entire episode. <laughs> that didn't so stop her true. from writing this fan fiction about her children going on a date. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm still getting handed the children's menu. Okay, can we talk about this era of, like, television where, like, there were children going on dates in TV shows. And I was like, this is awkward to see on television, but I can't tell if it's normal or not. On The Sweet Life, they used to go on so many dates with girls, and they were, like, 10. Right. Uh-huh. I, I honestly, like, seeing this kind of shit as a kid, I was like, Oh my god, I, you were on dates as a kid. I was like, I have no self-worth because no one has asked me out on a date by age 11. <laughs> like, no, for real! <laughs> Holy shit, for real! Like, literally do you is. remember even, like, in the second Cheaper by the Dozen movie? 
Yeah. Where <laughs> Allison Stoner goes on a date with like the guy at the cabin and it's like, what are you going to do? How'd you get there, bitch? Do you like, <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows. I have a note. I have a note about Nathaniel because during this scene, during the scene when he's trying to tell these dudes, no, I'm too young to go on a date. He has his hands in his pockets. I can't, I have to crouch down. He has his hands in his pockets and he does, instead of turning his head to look <laughs> when he's talking to people, he turns his whole damn body. He's like, what? No, I'm too young to date. That's why. <laughs> you will see it if you play it back. It is hysterical. The right. acting is impeccable. You know what I, also, like, the episode of The Sweet Life where they, like, take the French girl to a nightclub. Yeah, what the heck <laughs> was that? Who wrote that episode? So true. You deserve a dill pickle up the ass, my friend. Thanks for the self-esteem. Like we wish you a very die. <laughs> we wish you a very what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, I was sitting here thinking, oh my god, I'm so ugly. Nobody's asked my 12-year-old titties out on a date yet. Oh, I'm so glad that I'm finally experiencing catharsis and letting this all out. Holy I'm shit. I'm so glad I'm experiencing catharsis and letting this out too because I was like, oh my god, I'm going on a date like way too late. I'm 14 years old, turning 15 this fall, and it's my first date. I'm too old to date. Literally! I remember having my first boyfriend at age 14 and still like all we did was text. You know, it's like, it doesn't even like barely count. You know, now it's like your dad's Christmas presents for you at fucking Staples. You know who you are. Wah, 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 wah. Yes, my ex-boyfriend does work at Office Max and did have to print 12 different baby pictures of me for my dad's Christmas present. It's fine. It's not weird. <laughs> okay, so cut so to, back to the episode. <laughs> cut to we're back at Casa de Wolf, and Jesse is hanging out with uh, Alex and Juanita and the Timmerman brothers. The Timmerman brothers are jumping on pogo sticks and singing Three is Enough. One is okay, two is fun. Himbo. Just some himbo shit going on. And then. And then Juanita and Alex are practicing skate tricks. And it's so wild. It's like, why are they practicing skate tricks in the house? Like, on hardwood floors. No fucking boundaries in this house. There really are none. You know know that vine where it's the guy climbing on top of the fridge yelling, this house is a fucking nightmare? That was an original storyboard from the Naked Brothers band that just never made it on the air. Yeah, you right. This house is a fucking nightmare. Um, I'm eating off camera so you can look at Alex. I'm loving mm. it. Thank you so much here. So what a um, meal. Blah, huh, oh. <laughs> Natalie is samping. Um, so Alex is like, Jesse, tell the Timberman brothers to stop ruining my song. Stop ruining the song. You stop ruining his song. Stop ruining his song. Not cool and it's like i don't even know what you see in these guys anyway and jesse starts talking about why she likes the timmerman brothers because they're stupid and it's like i don't even remember which one is what's but like one's the best dancer and one's the funniest and then it's like i'm the fastest texture i'm the fastest texture 
but they're not real words that he's texting. It's complete gibberish. It's so funny because she says, why do I like you, Johnny? Why do I like you? <laughs> and why do I like you? <sighs> okay, but like the T9 energy that that like is exuded from this fucking text message. I was so good at that shit. I could like whip through a text with T9. I, the olden days. That's the olden days now. That's the olden days. Fuck autocorrect. Some people still need T9. You're right. Yeah. So um, they hear a tapping of the downstairs neighbor's broom on their floor. I think a bed knows. And then all of a sudden we see... <laughs> the um, downstairs neighbor. Yeah, he comes to the door to file a noise complaint, but... He comes to the door and he's all like, I, I think bed knows. Okay. And Jesse's all like, you just said okay, like perfectly, like no accent at all. Bed knows. Bed, bed knows. And to make an awkward bit short, she asks him out to save the lives of the Timmerman brothers. I mean, <laughs> lives were at stake. Lives were at stake. Oh, yeah, because they were talking about how Alex and Juanita have to practice their skate tricks or else they'll die at the skate park. And then the Timmerman brothers are like, well, we could die too. Yeah. And then Jesse goes into this whole rant of like, I'm not going to let anyone in this house die because of some stupid person that wants some peace and quiet. God. Uh. I'm also a big fan of when Alex is like, oh, what am I the best at? One of the Timberman brothers is like, what am I the best at? Being an idiot. And then he puts his arm around Tesla and she's just like, get your arm off me. Get your arm off me. Wait, what's her name again? Juanita. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. The next part, they're back rehearsing three is enough again for some reason. Mm-hmm. They need to and... rehearse again. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't three is enough. Wait, go back, go back, because we got to talk about, go get him, Jesse. Can we try to do that across Zoom right now? Go get him, shit. (laughs) Go get him, shit. (laughs) Do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Go get him, Jesse. Go get him, shit. (laughs) I liked that one a little bit better, honestly. That was what really happened on Nickelodeon. Obviously. <laughs> um, also, like, okay, so I don't know if it's just because I'm a <laughs> demisexual lesbian, but dude, this guy is fugly. He no, he's like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> like a pirate that needs a shower and <laughs> let's get him on the show. Let's discuss. No! His- <laughs> No, let's get his thoughts on all of this. Uh, yeah, actually, he's our special guest today. Everyone, welcome <laughs> that one guy. Obviously, I am dressed just like him. <laughs> I take bednos. Mary dressed as a fugly pirate for today's episode. <laughs> welcome back to the Unhinged Sisters podcast. Welcome back to the Unhinged World of Us. Oh my god. Um, okay, so get to rehearsal. Um, they're practicing one, two, three, four. We're opening up this fucking pit because tall girl, short girls is playing. 
motherfuckers. But Jules is drawing Melody, Alex's dream girl on and so the Wolf graphics. Loves me. Alex continues to be the biggest fucking drama queen in the whole world, and he ruins the take of the song and is just like everyone stop playing i need to go talk to the illustrator screams jules waving his it. arms jules jules like okay jules loves me and that's trying to reel him in like don't bother jules again okay jules loves me i can't because like he's like oh that's my dream girl and then he fucking sits in his lap yeah no, 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 wait, that's beforehand, sorry. Yeah, that was beforehand. I thought that your but song said, has no melody. Yeah, he goes, yeah, he that's my dream girl. Him. You have to put melody in my song. And Jules says, with the perfect delivery, is it my fault that your songs have no melody? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Ring, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that's even from. I just keep hearing the ring ding 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 thing on TikTok. Oh my god! So we get we get more shit now with Nat and Cooper. Talking I love about that lady's like Nat. You have to come with me because date. my mom said I'm only allowed to walk within a five block radius of the apartment, but it turns into a ten block radius if there's a person with me. But here's the thing: they're in fucking New York City. Why would you want to walk a five block radius by yourself in New York City as a twelve year old? I mean, city kids. It's hard enough to walk a five block radius as an adult in New York City. Again, I don't think city kids really care. The New York ass times. So there they were. And yeah, he's all like, if Rosalina comes, she's a teenager. So we can walk a 10 block radius so we can go to the movie theater. So. So like stop being a pussy, Nat. Yeah. And Cooper's like, just please ask Rosalina, ask Rosalina. And she finally comes over. And Cooper's like, now wants to take you on a date with me, Miss Scoggins. And she's like, like, cool. Cool. As Nat at first is like, no, I don't. And, I, and she's like, you don't want to go out with me? This is just like, again, with the. It's like true. the. It's like. The. Nat. Poor writing of this sequence and like the 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 rollout plan of nat and rosalina and the way that they interact like i don't know maybe it's just because you know i'm 24 and i'm used to dating a girl but like if a girl was like yeah i'll go on a date with you i'd be like sick moving on like let's go you know it wouldn't be like i'm gonna self-sabotage now and ruin everything but Uh, i would be like i'm gonna self-sabotage because dating makes me fucking nervous i mean i believed I'm obsessed with women, so. I sat on the fucking couch with my boyfriend in the middle of a blizzard and we were making out and I'm like, this is platonic. For the first time, I was like, this is platonic. He doesn't actually have a crush on me. Something like a platonic makeout. All by yeah. no- he, the Before that, the night before, we snuggled watching cartoons on the couch. I woke up the next morning, we were snuggling and he made me fucking breakfast. And I'm like, this is platonic. Uh-uh. No, it's not, Rosalina. See, this is why... This is why. Is that I grew up watching the fucking Naked Brothers band, <laughs> watching 
my Sagittarian twin, Nat Wolf, not know what the fuck a relationship is and not know how to get relational cues from a woman or a person of the opposite gender. And I was like, I'm going to carry this information with me through my life. Crazy that Nat Wolf invented anxiety in 2007. He really did. <laughs> Crazy that Nat Wolf invented mental illness. Take it back. On this day, 14 years ago, Nat Wolf invented <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> which, which, for context, everyone, we are recording this on the, the anyway, anniversary of. Yes. You A national are. fucking of, holiday. If on the anniversary of today, because the 27th of January is the anniversary of the movie. Yes. Period. Period. And March 15th is the anniversary of when me and Siobhan went to the Nat and Alex Wolf, like, meet signing meet. meet and greet at the moment. 11-23 yeah. is the anniversary of Fully Clothed. Mary, what's your date? Uh... Mary's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Hang on. I need to look at my... Ow, I just shocked myself through my ear. <laughs> June 28th, 09. Mary, you gotta get that shit memorized. I gotta get it tattooed on me. Yeah. I'll get like a handprint right here signifying that touching my shoulder, and I'll get the, the date in like Roman numerals. It'll be real trashy. Yeah. Next scene Alex is making noise in the apartment with symbols, banging his skateboard. He's he's just doing this the is, most. And this is where the Timmerman brothers have the pogo sticks. They weren't on them earlier. What were they do? Were they dancing? No, this was before that. No, I'm talking about the scene in which, like, it's just Alex by himself. Oh. Because that's when he and Nat have, like, that little chat about like yeah, they gotta bro out yeah they gotta bro out and then also look check out, the fit out. um nat comes downstairs he's wearing his cargo shorts Not- leather flip-flops and his got music shirt with a shark tooth necklace i wanted okay let me talk about this shark tooth necklace real quick real quick no. i wanted a shark tooth necklace so fucking bad i wore one for a very long time because of nathaniel marvin me too <laughs> we really broke out the middle name there Mine dissolved in a swimming pool. I was dumb enough and I got one with my abuser's name on it when we were still dating. And that was the last time I wore a shark tooth necklace. We don't stand. No, we do not. So Alex is just banging the fuck out of the floor. Skateboard, hammered, dropping a cymbal. Screaming. Literally he's screaming. He's using the coconut hammer, isn't he, Nat? I don't know. It's like a sledgehammer. It looks like the coconut hammer. Feet in my pulse right now. It would feel just like a coconut hammer. Siobhan bought our dad a coconut opening kit because our dad moved to Florida this past year. And so if you need the tools to open a coconut, they're on Amazon. Amazon. Sorry, I'm not being a good commie by buying from Amazon. (laughs) Tenemos. (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) the naked tianamos band so (laughs) i was i was just disassociating through all of that because as soon as you sang sledgehammer by fifth harmony i was thinking of making an edit of alex using the slam (laughs) using the sledgehammer 
And then it's like doing the da 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 da. It's just him like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm making that. No, 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 no. Instead of the da 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 da, it's just him screaming. But you pitch it to the. <laughs> so it's like it's like sledgehammer. <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, gotta <laughs> make meme with pitch shift tonight. It's on the to-do list, folks. Yeah, so anyway, they bro out and then um Matt Alex is, is like, all I'm like on this date. Alex and I like, congrats on your date. And, and that's like, it's not a date. We're like helping Cooper. <laughs> and then and Alex is all like, like yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and that's basically the end of Dream girl ever. It's so cute though. The next fucking scene. Wait, we totally forgot to talk about the whole um, anything to help out Cooper. We forgot to talk about that. Oh, right. Anything to help out Cooper, right? She was making fun of me, wasn't she? Yeah, but then she was all, like, trying to give him the tips about, like, she's going to do, like, the, and then, like, bury her face in his chest, whatever that move is. They didn't she had a really Have you ever done this move? No, no, never. Never. I, if anybody's going to be ducking their head during a fucking movie because they're scared, it's going to be the person who is sitting next to me. Signed a person who used to therapy watch Clockwork Orange every single day. I thought we were going to take a hard left turn there about... It's mental illness. Mental a hard illness, left turn about what? Like, only, only way there's going to be someone ducking their head in a the movie theater. I was thinking the it's same like, thing. Give it a blowjob! You know, at, but like... At the movie theater, but we're getting these seats messy with something else, but we're going to talk about <sighs> that later. Because that we're not gonna intersect this with the children show. Uh uh uh. Da, da, da. What do you we mean? We always. Out. I don't know. Da, 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 da. About? We literally always make gross jokes about a children. No cap. So, but okay. So here's a message for Nat Wolf. She's not making fun of you. She's flirting with you. Exactly. So get on board, Nathaniel, because yeah. we're going on a heckin' double date. Because I'm sure you listen to me just talk about this show you were on when you were a kid. So, like, right. here's some unwarranted advice that I'm sure is going to reach your ears someday, right? So, like, get on board, Nathaniel. Buckle up. We're going on this double date. You better not fuck it up. <laughs> so I guess now we're, like, going to the heckin' movie, right? Wait, okay. Now oh, no. is the, the pogo sticks and the tap yeah. shoes and Jesse's bleaching her mustache or waxing it or whatever the fuck she's doing and she's supposed to be waxing it but the thing is why would you keep it on for that long it doesn't make it better you just have to like make sure that all the hair is dead and then you just rip it off which is what made me think like maybe she's bleaching it but if i fuck this model (laughs) she just bleached her asshole and i get bleach in my t-shirt i'm gonna feel like an asshole I was hot when I met her. We was down. Tra- I'm so sorry. And this is the Naked Brothers band. So here's exactly what I was talking about. The Timberman Brothers on the pogo sticks is what it feels like in my brain when we record an episode. 
my brain worms are the Timmerman brothers on Pogos. No, I'm Alex and or Juanita in the cor- corner tap dancing, but really just going like. I like, um, I love Jessie's outfit in this. I like that she's got her curlers in her hair. She doesn't fucking like really take them out in a way. And I love that she's got her like, this is like a Depop reseller outfit right here. She's got the, uh, she's got the like, the the tank top and she's got the tank Layered. top under it. And then she's got the mini skirt. And then she's got like, I don't know, just some bad accessories. And it's just, it's great. Oh yeah. And so her date gets there. And he sits rings, down on the couch. He rings the doorbell and she comes down and she's like, did someone ring the doorbell? And everyone's like, no, no, uh-uh, no one's here. And he rings the doorbell again. And she's like, oh, just sit down. I'm going to go rip off my mustache. Be back in a sec. I just predicted the future. (laughs) Mind you, Alex was the one who opened the door and then slams it. In his fucking face. And (laughs) the Timberman brothers are like, should we talk to him? Like, no, no, it's rude. (laughs) Wait, I know. Let's text him. him. And it's like, who the fuck is he texting? It's not like he has his number, right? Right. Who does he think he's texting? But he tries texting him anyway by going. (laughs) (laughs) Me trying to text my crush before I get their phone number. Just like kind of jolt the phone in their direction and hope to God airdrop picks up something. (laughs) 2008 airdrop. This would be a better idea. It'd be like, yo, let's airdrop him something. And then they just like airdrop him. I don't fucking know. <laughs> some gibberish. <laughs> a key smash. A he looks airdrop him. Duck at the Vikings game. Natalie. <laughs> mm, yeah, I. Favorite game. My favorite I, game is to turn on airdrop in like a, a large crowd and just start dropping memes. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Yep. At, at Every my old place of residence, I started getting some airdrop porn and had to turn off my airdrop so I don't get to have fun anymore. Wait, um, you didn't ever tell me about this. Yeah, it was um, the place that I lived in right out of college, and it was like a shithole straight up. Um, and it we had some really shit. nasty neighbors that um, called me and Lee some homophobic slurs, and it was really annoying. Um, and so it's like the only people who could have possibly like been airdropping me porn were my was it next door neighbors. Porn? Was it straight porn? I am... Um, gonna say I don't think I remember looking at it enough to really know the specifics of it I just remember of the porn and orientation of the porn yeah I I just remember seeing genitals and saying I'm gonna turn my bluetooth off genitals (laughs) my bluetooth off now I feel bad for anybody who fucking listens to this podcast and expects like, oh, you know, like we're the Young Cold Sisters podcast. We're just like a wholesome podcast recapping our childhood. And then you get like halfway through the podcast and it's just like, dicks, dicks, bitch, bitch, the name, the naked, the name, the naked brothers band is an innuendo. Y'all should, y'all been new. Dicks, 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 dicks. Okay, so when Jessie comes down the stairs and her hair is dead, but she's still got the lip wax on and she goes i'm ready like that is burned into my fucking brain like (laughs) i don't know how to talk about it hot girl shit like i just think like i can just replay that scene in my head if i close my eyes and i just hear it exactly in her voice and i see the little hip pop i'm ready i'm ready (laughs) now here's the next thing that i just kind of can't with number one 
Juanita and Alex were it's like what's your stance on the subject of dating I'm nine I don't have a stance which is kind of how it should be like Jesus Christ because Juanita knows who she is a lesbian well okay we're not there yet are we though but at any rate whatever so then the Timberman brothers are all like let's go spy on them let's bring Alex and Juanita to protect us want to see a horror movie and then the next sure. one is like, we're going to the horror movie on 12th and 2nd. And then like, when they get to the movie theater, it's like Monster Fest this week only. It's like, bro, everyone knows what movie you're watching. It's Nosferatu. Also like, it's not that scary of a movie. It might be if you're 11. No, well, when I was 11, what was, okay. What was the first thing? Siobhan period? will now speak for all 11 year olds, go. I'm gay. <laughs> Said every 11 year old ever. We, uh, I am gay. homo. Uh, fucking gay. <laughs> no, I think if I saw Nosferatu at age 11, nine even, I'd be like, I'm going to sleep with the lights on tonight. I was a little freaked out like during that episode of SpongeBob when he made an appearance. Yeah, same. To be fair, I did have my mom bless me with holy water after I saw Hereditary for the first time. So I really can't talk. Well, to be fair, when I was the age that I was when I saw this episode, I also saw my first beheading video for the first time. So you know what? We're going full shaft ahead into disturbing. And now we all know why Siobhan is goth. Thanks for coming. Episode's over. <laughs> what does that have to do with being goth? I don't know. That's just weird shit. My first how many, beheading? How many times has Natalie ended this podcast? Thomas, okay, the podcast is over. <laughs> Siobhan is goth. Thanks for listening, everyone. What does Thomas have to- What?! Thomas invented goth culture. <laughs> it's Binky Barnes and Thomas Batuello invented Binky goth Barnes, culture. Bauhaus. So, let's boy, move on. Girl, girls drool. Robert Smith. There it is, guys. I can't. I fucking can't. I'm done. Matt and Cooper are carrying motherfucking popcorn. And Cooper, okay, and so I think I had a stroke. Miss Miss Scoggins and Rosalina are like sitting in their seats talking about like that bitch club like the the <gasps> thing and it's like yeah I was thinking about it I might I've never done with a real boy before and like let me just say that like this really was the spin-off show that we needed like we got Sam and Kat but we needed Miss Scoggins and Rosalina we needed Miss Scoggins and Rosalina like that sh- like I would have watched the shit out of that can we make that now Yes, I, would, I, I, would I, I think we need that. it. I mean, like, Emily did say that she was the closest with Allie out of anyone on the set. Mm-hmm. She she did say that. I'm, are we ready to watch, are we ready to watch this blue slushy scene? Um, yes. Oh my god. Mary, show us the eyeshadow. I'm so... so with the cosplay comes the blue glitter eyeshadow that I smacked on because this represents the blue slushy because motherfucking Cooper trips, falls, spills slushy. Purposely done. Spills. I got a blueberry, I got a blueberry um, non-alcoholic mojito for the occasion. Oh my God. Amazing. Hi, welcome to Mary's editing hell. I just now realized that we never segued into our guest segment. So I'm going to do that right now. This is me segueing into our interview with Emily. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, alien clones of all ages. Today, 
We have the iconic, please sit down, Mr. Pillet. We have the iconic Miss Goggins. <laughs> Emily Richardson is in the house, everybody. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. This means the world to me, to Siobhan, to Natalie, to the listeners. This is amazing. Oh my gosh. More than my pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's just jump right into the questions. Siobhan, kick us off. All right. So just kind of, I mean, we can start at the very beginning. I hear it's a very good place to start. Um, It's just kind of about your upbringing and your family and just kind of how you got into this whole world, I guess, of like, you know, acting, whatever you're doing, right? Like your trajectory. Let's start. (laughs) Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. My origin story. Um, (laughs) The origin story of Miss Goggins. Um, So yeah, I actually went on my first audition when I was about two weeks old um so I've literally yeah so I've literally been acting my entire life um my mom is a pediatric physical therapist and one of the kids that she was treating um their mother was a talent agent and said oh we have this some you know audition come in for a newborn baby I know you just had a newborn baby like do you want to take your kid in and see if it works and I went in and I cried through the whole thing it did not get that role um but yeah ever since then I never really stopped <laughs> so I did a ton of commercials growing up um some little tv parts here and there and then yeah by the time I got to be on Naked Brothers Band like I was in my own eyes pretty seasoned a pretty seasoned actor I'd been on a lot of sets I was very comfortable with the whole um that whole scene but I guess I I I think I wasn't really prepared for um the chaos that was the Naked Brothers band set and just like the cast and all that craziness um but yeah so that's pretty much that's how I got there (laughs) sweet oh I like I like this we hear it as chaos of the set that's gonna be interesting (laughs) yeah I can't wait to explore all of that oh yeah yes yeah, all right. So let's talk about how exactly the role of Miss Scoggins came to be yours. Like, how did you come to hear about the role? What made you want to audition for it? Or like, all that kind of stuff. How did how did you end up yeah. being her? So there actually were not auditions for um, the role of Miss Scoggins. Mm-hmm. Very interesting story. I don't know if you guys have ever caught this, but there is an early episode mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I I am actually on. We were going to yeah, ask you caught about it. that. You caught it. So <laughs> I played, yeah, so I played Gushing Girl, which is what I originally went in for um, at the Nickelodeon Studios, like, audition. And they literally just went in, I just went in there and they said, just act like you are, you know, obsessed with a celebrity and you're trying to get him to kiss you or something. I, that was what the concept of the, the plot was or something. Um... <laughs> uh yeah so I went in and did that I went in I had my day on set I went in I was on set for like maybe 10 minutes and then I came off of the stage and Polly who's the um the director and the creator and that and Alex's mom um pulled pulled me aside and like pulled another producer aside and kind of just like put her arm around me and she was like I'm thinking like a girlfriend for Pillet. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah, so she had this little conversation. She was like, do you want to come back and like be another role? Like, do you want to be a regular? And I was like, okay, like sounds, sounds good to me. Um, and so, yeah, that's how Miss Scoggins came to exist. She, I like to say that she was created for me. You know, they, they loved me so much that they just had to create a, uh, a role for me. But more likely, they were like, oh, it's way easier to just have this girl do it than, <laughs> than to do a whole audition process. So, um, yeah, that's how Miss Scoggins came to exist. And actually, another thing is that her name was originally Patty Scoggins. Um, I had a first name. Um, but I think after my first episode, or it might have been like that little like two-part movie thingy that there was yeah battle of the bands um apparently there was like only one other person in the world named patty scoggins and therefore she could sue them or something for like using her name um you know, there has to be like a certain amount of people that have that name this is this is like what my 12 year old memory remembers so this could be totally wrong but um yeah so then they had to drop the patty and i became strictly ms scoggins Oh my God. last name basis only <laughs> that is so wild I just amazing a person trying to sue nickelodeon <laughs> for that they wouldn't win they're nickelodeon <laughs> as yeah. we're over here in constant fear that we're going to be sued by nickelodeon no. <laughs> uh love that oh my gosh that'd be hilarious i, I just love- I love the whole a girlfriend for pillet. I love that. I just, love like, a I just love how yeah, Polly Draper that's... collects children. She's just like you, she I want really you is. be in my show. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like most of the kids on set, I mean there's a few like obviously the people that were brought in for like specific parts like me, Kelly Price, like I think Kasim and Allie all like had to audition for our roles, but everybody else was just like friends, mm-hmm. um, which is possibly why it was a little bit of chaos because these kids were not actors. Like before, and even Nat and Alex, they're like the most well-respected act- actors now, but they were, I don't care what they say, <laughs> they were not actors when they started that show. Um, and that's probably what led to like the, the overall vibe um and just childhood willy-nilliness <laughs> that was that set and that you know culture um, which was so fun as a kid but just very different from like all the other work that I had done where it was like okay yes we understand that you're six years old but like you are an adult when you step on this set like you need to you know be ultra serious um and that was not the experience I had on Naked Brothers Band whatsoever it was a shit show it's part of my language <laughs> oh you're so good on the podcast all the time yeah you should see us at our most unhinged hooey okay um so um well I guess this kind of segues nicely because we're talking about like Miss Goggins and how like the part was kind of created for you um do you or did you as a child identify with Miss Goggins in any way Oh, not at all. Not, not at, all. at all. No. Um, I based her in my head a lot off of Hermione Granger. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. So 
I knew she was supposed to be very, you know, educated and professional and astute. And so I kind of used Hermione as my inspiration of like what she should be like. But that was nothing like what I was as a child, like, and nothing like what I am now. Like, I have ADHD, like, I'm all over the place, like, I'm a mess. She was, she was way ahead of the game, like, professional, she looked good, she uh, was organized, she had it all, and I just, yeah, nothing like me. I was the, I was just the, like, messy kid that made everybody laugh, and that was, you know, my role in society. (laughs) that's awesome that is awesome yeah so I guess this goes into my next question which is like so the I'm gonna like deviate from like our list and just kind of go into this because this is just natural like the chaos I what was it like on the set like (laughs) I, I I heard a little bit of this from when we talked to Kasim uh yeah I mean I didn't get too much of this from Kelly but like what was the chaos? Was it just like no rules? Like I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> I mean, it was. There were rules, of course, and like there was like a baseline level of professionalism, but it was also like there. They were young boys, and like y- you went to school, like you know what young boys are like, and it was just like. Unfortunately, we all just rolled also, our eyes at the same time as. as yeah Yeah. it was kind of like you know when you're in like a class in like sixth grade and there's just like two or three boys who are just trouble but they don't they don't like care if they get in trouble like they have no like they're like whatever like what are you gonna do that's kind of like the overall vibe of (laughs) of like at least how I remember it and it might be more dramatic in my head than how it actually was. But I just remember being like, I guess I was like Miss Scoggins in this way. I just remember being like, oh my God, these children are so unprofessional. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were obviously like, they were obviously talented. Like they, and they've gone on to do such amazing things, but they were kids and they definitely didn't, they didn't have the childhood um, beaten out of them before this show started as the way I did. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just like crazy. Like I remember the, um, the like dressing room situation was basically like, um, like a giant room that they had built with drywall, like individual stalls. And that was like your dressing room. And it was just like plain white drywall. And then like in the middle, there was like couches and video games and like all this like crazy kid stuff for them to play with. Um, and then inside your your dressing room, like you were just allowed to draw on the walls. They were just like <laughs> draw on the walls, like magic marker. Like they were writing like, you know, like, kiss my butt, like, on the, on the walls, and, like, it was just, like, it was so, it was just, it was such a childlike environment, Mm -hmm. and not a professional environment, by any means, and, like, 
like Polly would be on set and they'd be like goofing off and especially the especially like obviously some of the some of the guys don't have like as much as many speaking roles like as many speaking parts as many lines but they're in a lot of scenes and they would just fool around like crazy and be like poking at each other and pulling each other's hair and just just being boys and Polly would be like you can't do that like I can see it on the camera like like come on like let's get this over with and then yeah like it was just a lot of it was fun it was exactly what it should have been for them being like actual kids um but yeah it was an interesting environment it gave me a really good reputation because I would get on set and I would remember my lines I would remember my mark and I would do it and they'd be like oh my god she's so amazing the one take wonder she did it in one take how did you do that I'm like it's not that basically I'm just a girl like I just can follow directions like Allie can do it too but these boys are just all over the place yeah, I, I was actually gonna ask um, a little bit more divergence from our questions, but like, what was it like being on the set um, when it was so like so male forward, um, just by like the ratio of, you know, boys to girls on the show? What was it like for you? Um, I mean, I was always glad I had Allie. Allie and I had a really good relationship. Um, obviously, she was in way more episodes than me, but I did spend like a good amount of time on set and so it was always like she was always like as soon as I walked on set she was like oh my god thank god you're here like <laughs> like a girl finally um and I also like like I whenever there were girls on set like we just separated like as much as we hum like possibly could because we were in middle school like it was really those it, like it was really before that age where you start having guy friends and like start thinking that like having boys who are your friends is like cool I was like a little too young for that and I just still was like terrified of boys and like found them really scary and also the fact that they were all friends and I was just like this rando mm -hmm. was really difficult so I I didn't like I didn't become like as close with them as I did with Allie I mean, over time you start to get closer with them, but like, they were scary to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't blame you at all, boys. Like I didn't have yeah. friends who were guys until like I was in ninth grade, kind of eighth grade, but like exactly. until I was, like, 15. It was yeah. like, oh no. I also, yeah, I went to a Catholic school also. So <gasps> I- So did we. <laughs> Heck yeah. So my middle school, my grade was 28 kids and there were seven boys in the class. <laughs> so, um, I did not know how to interact with boys. Like I was so used to just being like the dominant sex. Like I was like, the girls just ruled the school where I was from. And like mm -hmm. these boys, like running the show, I was like, Ooh, like, I don't know about this. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> but yeah, I actually, I think I was closer with like, um, with Kelly and Lyle, who, funnily enough, like, Ke uh, Lyle is, he was, he played, like, the drummer or something yeah. in Kelly's band, right? Yeah. He, 
he and Kelly both went to a high school that was a high school for performing arts. And I went to camp there. So um, they would come and do like performances for the campers and they were like very cool and um, older. And I had like this kind of bond with them through that, that I would always like see them when they would do those performances. And I'd be like the cool girl that like knew the performers, you know? <laughs> um, <I love> <laughs> Yeah, so it's we had a lot of strange um, connections because we it's uh, New York is, is very different from LA. It's a very small um, community of like kids that perform. So three of the people that were cast for that episode kind of already were in the same circle, you know. So yeah, I imagine yeah. it's just not fun to be in at all at any age, honestly. <laughs> sorry what I didn't hear no, I was, you're fine I said I I imagine that LA is just not fun to oh be yeah at all. I and like it, know in my soul that like I probably have to go there if I want to like really go for my acting as hard as I can but I'm dreading it honey I am dreading it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you at all seriously also yeah. like I I mean, listeners can't see, but I'm as pale as a ghost. So I'm just like, oh, like if I go to LA, I have to get a spray tan and I have to get lip injections and I got to put highlights <laughs> in my hair and I'm just dreading that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we, we definitely aren't actors, but all of us are musicians actually. And so that's awesome. Um, there's, there's definitely a lot of, um, identifying with that for me especially um as a solo musician artist like just dreading it's like okay well if I have to go somewhere bigger then I get to be the small fish in the gigantic pond and I uh, self-deprecation yeah <sighs> yep and that feeling and I I don't know when it it ever goes away I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that even like Jennifer Lawrence is like feels like a small fish in the big pond you know like <laughs> Like, it's just, I don't think that imposter syndrome ever really ceases. I'll let you know if it ever does. Dude, if you figure it out, hit me up. Yeah. I'll pay you to tell me how to deal with it. (laughs) Cool. Well, um, I wanted to talk about, so because we are recapping the three is enough for the big double date episode, um, we just had like questions about, um, the technicalities of how that episode went down. Oh, so, so okay, <laughs> give me a quick give me a quick reminder of what happens in the episode. This is this remember. is our this is our job. We're going to we're going to jog your memory about okay. your childhood. Okay, so <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, so Cooper um, asks Miss Goggins out on a date. Uh, they end up going to a movie. It turns into like this whole thing because like oh. Matt has to ask Rosalina <laughs> to go with because Cooper's so nervous and she's remembering. She's remembering. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. The amount that I blocked out this episode <laughs> is unreal. This was one of like I'm sorry to if anybody is listening that was there on that set. This was one of the worst days I've had as an actor. Oh god. Because because I got that blue slushy poured on me like a hundred a hundred times 
and it was a real slushy that was ice cold <laughs> and I had burns I had burns from the ice like all down my chest into my legs and like me being like the professional like obsessive I have to be like everything to everyone I was just like no I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and then like I got back into my trailer and my, I'm like changing on my costume and my skin is dyed blue. It was blue oh, for over a God. week. I could not get the blue off of my skin and I had burns from the ice, how cold it was. And so literally just hearing you say movie theater, just, I was like, <gasps> I totally forgot that I, I even went through that because it was like traumatic. <laughs> We oh were, my god. That was like our only real question about the episode was the slushy. We literally I I theorized it was like water and food coloring. It was real? It should have been. It should have been. It should have been tepid blue water. But it was well, we were filming in a real we were filming in a real movie theater and I'm 99% sure they were using the real movie theater slushies. And it was ice cold. Oh my God. That was another thing too. I was like, was it a real theater? Because I was like, what theater is like letting these people come in and dump slushies <laughs> on their seats? Like literal children's film for money. Yeah. I mean, f- from what I remember, it was a real theater. It might've been like an abandoned theater that was no longer in use or like, actually now that I'm remembering it, we had a lot of traumatic days on set. Oh my God. <laughs> But no, he really had to throw that slushy on you that minute. What the fuck, Cooper? You can't do it once? Yeah. 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 And I think I, started, I think I started to resent Cooper, too, because I was like, listen, bro, like, if I were in your shoes, I would have got it right on the first time. <laughs> My Hermione Granger attitude, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, wow, that's well, blue slushy. Okay, so totally two things. Okay, so, like, first of all, I think you're exuding a lot more Scoggins energy than you let on at first. Like, truthfully, it's coming Definitely, out. Definitely, yeah. But, like, it's coming out. In the episode, if you watch it, I don't know the last time you actually watched the episode or if ever oh, you did, God, but, yeah. like, you can see, like, you know, he trips and spills, but then the second half of the spill is literally, like, an upside down, like turning the cup onto you. It doesn't even look accidental. Like he just like tries to do <laughs> sure. it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because you obviously, I mean, when you film anything, you have to do it from multiple angles. So they film the entire scene with the camera in one place, then they film the entire scene with the camera in another place. And it's usually like three, two to three, sometimes four different angles that you do a scene in. Um, and so, like, whenever you're watching anything horrible happen, just know that, like, the bare minimum number of that happening is, like, four. Like, there's no one time <laughs> ever. <laughs> so I definitely had slushy down my, down my front 12, 13, 14 times. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm poor sorry. girl. That, wow, that's traumatic. I really I, didn't think I was going to come on here. I didn't think I was going to come on here and choose violence. I didn't think I was going to come on here and spread shade. 
but apparently <laughs> that is what my memory is allowing. Ladies and gentlemen, alien clones, today Miss Goggins proclaims that Cooper is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is just, it's adorable. I mean, like, who went on dates at that age in real life? I sure as hell didn't. No, 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 no. But none of the none of the relationships made any sense. Like oh, we know they didn't make any sense. <laughs> oh my god, I get mad thinking about like I watched the whole Nat and Rosalina trajectory, and I'm like, is that what relationships are going to be like? And then I got in, and then I met boys, and they were trash, and I'm like, okay, so like they're still trash, oh my but god. in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I yeah, it was. And it was so awkward. Like, it was so awkward trying to, like, pretend that you're in a relationship or, like, act like you're in a relationship when you have zero real-life experience with being in a relationship or having, like, like, I didn't even talk to boys. And then all of a sudden, I was supposed to, like, be in a relationship with this kid. And I would just, like, I was just like sweating. Like I wasn't even nervous. I was just embarrassed. Like I, my, my whole body was just, just rejecting it. and just like so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how we all felt. I think Nat and Rosalina really like, well, Nat and Allie, Nat and Allie like got really used to it because they were just like constantly forced into these situations. So they found like a really nice balance, I think. But me and Cooper, like it never stopped being the most awkward thing ever <laughs> well it doesn't seem awkward on the show whatever you guys did to act oh in, thank you it's not awkward on the show at all i'm i'm now that you put it that way i'm pretty sure probably he did was, my job just nervous and just weirded out by everything oh i'm sure i'm sure he was just as nervous but he just like put on this like oh, like i don't even care to be here like like I'm a guy I don't care and I was just like oh my god like I'm so embarrassed it was so scary especially like when we had to kiss that was just it was my first kiss ever in my life um and like they just made us do it like three or four times and then after the 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 fourth time we both just like looked at the director and we were like no more (laughs) no more never again was that in this episode that was no No, that was in the valentine's day episode um but yeah that was it just sticks out in my brain because it was literally my first kiss as a human being and it was so embarrassing of 10,000 adults and a camera awful I can't even imagine being that young and having to go through that. I mean, childhood is traumatic enough, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And then just factor that in. First kiss is traumatic, but it's just not on, like, camera, you know? Right. There's no record of it. (laughs) Oh, amen to that. Um, Whose turn was it to ask a question? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't even know. Our next question was just, what are your favorite memories? And we've already talked about a lot, but are there any, like, that we haven't touched on yet that really stick out to you? I just have, because it was so long ago, I just have, like, flashbulb memories of, like, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I have, like, random, like, the fact that Nat and Alex would eat, like, 
honey on their pizza. Like they always would put honey on their pizza. And I thought that was like so weird. (laughs) Wait, okay, hold up, back up. So like, what were the other toppings on the pizza? Was it just all pizza? Just like a a new, it was like a New York slice, you know, just like regular. And then they would put, they would have like a little cup of honey and they would like drizzle it on, dunk it, and just like eat honey on their pizza. And that was traumatic for me because it (laughs) was traumatic. um, (laughs) But like, that's the kind of, (laughs) like, that's the kind of memories I have. Oh, another memory that I find so funny was, I think it was in the Valentine's Day episode too um Victoria Justice was guest starring Mm -hmm. and I remember her she and I well obviously she was a girl so she was like immediately in the girl clique and we were in the dressing rooms drawing on the walls with magic marker because that's what we did and um she was like yeah like I'm actually getting my own show and we were like oh my god like that's so cool and she was like yeah, so it's going to be about, like, um, a performing arts high school, and blah, 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 like, this is what it's going to be, um, and so I actually knew about Victoria, Je- I knew about Victorious before anybody else, and I therefore I feel, I love Victoria <laughs> so much, Damn, I mean, like, I'm obsessed, with Ariana Grande like obsessed I think she's like the most talented human on earth and so I'm like oh my god like if I had only known if I had only known I would have like maintained my relationship with Victoria Justice so I could become friends with Ariana Grande but that did not happen (laughs) incredible that's that's amazing I mean all of us were like raised on all things Nickelodeon especially like Teen Nick like all the sitcoms iCarly Drake and Josh Victorious obviously Naked Brothers Band like those shaped us as people basically so that that story is just incredible to us I'll never understand why like there wasn't more like iCarly NBB crossover I'll never understand why there wasn't there was Mystery Girl I wish we could have seen the fictionalized Mystery Girl movie I really do yeah. I honestly, I really think that Naked Brothers Band didn't become like as huge as those other shows and there wasn't a lot of crossover because it filmed in New York. So we were like the only show that filmed in New York. Everything else was LA. So if they wanted to do a crossover, they would have had to fly like the entire cast to LA or the entire cast to New York and just like logistically that didn't make sense and so like we didn't create relationships with the kids in LA and that's what like you know sparked Sam and Kat you know and um because these people had relationships in real life and that sparked ideas for producers to be like oh my god you two should have a show with your friends in real life or things like that so we didn't really ever have the opportunity to do that because we filmed in New York and we filmed in New York because the show's, like, heart was in New York, you know, like, they lived in New York, um, Polly lived in New York, and that was it, you know, the kids had, kids went to school when they weren't filming, they went to school in the city, and it was just kind of their little, it was our little own little world over here. Yeah, 
we also just wanted to know what your favorite Naked Brothers band song is. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Do you know one that goes through my head to this day is um, long distance relationships will kill you. Classic. My favorite. And that was the episode with the first sighting of you on the That's show. That's right. Really? Wow. Very fortuitous. Yeah, I had nothing to do with like any of the music. Like they would say like, oh yeah, like we're going to go do recording. And I was like, have fun. But um, <laughs> they all like, I'm pretty sure they all like really played their instruments and like sang. It was like very impressive to Amazing. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was like, that was a great one. I also remember at, I think it was the final episode party. They're, they had a party, like, Nat and Alex at their apartment. And, like, they had this, like, whole huge, like, recording studio in their apartment. And I just remember sitting there and having, like, Nat just, like, writing a song, like, from scratch. And I was like, okay, like, this kid actually, like is talented like I can't can't knock him he actually does the thing yes does the thing yeah and that was really inspiring to all of us as kids and I definitely played a part in the fact that the three of us are musicians now like yeah so so much so influential holy crap yeah Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be like yeah it wasn't for that show yeah and like the music that they that they've like released in the recent years has been like really good too mm-hmm. and I'm like okay like okay not now like although I can't watch anything with them in it because I get secondhand embarrassment I don't know why imagine <laughs> oh my god imagine like going to see hereditary like that scary of a movie and feeling secondhand embarrassment yeah like I can't, yeah I haven't seen I ha- really haven't seen much with them in it just because <laughs> like I don't I really like I don't know Every time I watch Hereditary, I have, like, anxiety. I'm going to be like, this motherfucker puts honey on pizza. Oh, <laughs> that's I'm what I see. I'm like, these honey on pizza mofos, like, really out here being serious actors. Yes. No wonder. I've heard they are very good. The East Coast equivalent of Midwesterners putting ranch on our pizza. Oh, I do that. I'm an East Coaster and I do that. That's normal. Maybe know. they're just no. weird. I think honey's weirder. I think honey's honey weirder. Is so weird. I've never heard I've never heard or seen of anybody else doing that. So <laughs> very weird. Yeah, no wonder yeah, you clung is. to Allie. I would do the same thing if I saw those two <laughs> putting honey on pizza. Just shit on their pizza. Yeah. Go I know. I'm like, boys, boys are monsters. <laughs> terrifying. Barbaric. Yeah. All right, we've got just a couple more questions. Um, so yeah. the next one right. is how did the Naked Brothers Band being on it, being Miss Scoggins, um, influence your career path at all and where you are now? Um, how did that sort of bring you to the person you are right now? Mm, interesting. Um, I mean, if it influenced my career at all, it's in a way that I'm kind of unaware of. Um, after Naked Brothers Band, I also, I've been a dancer my entire life. So that was like really my thing growing up. And after um, Naked Brothers Band was over, I wound up auditioning for 
the national tour of Billy Elliot, which is, um, it was a Broadway musical and then it went on like a tour of like the Broadway production. Um, and I wound up doing that for almost all of high school. So I was dancing in eight shows a week and moving from city to city. And um, I, maybe that having Naked Brothers Band on my resume could have, you know, made them have a little bit more faith in me and knowing that I had like professional experience um, before I got that role. But other than that, I don't know, like I should probably be famous already in my opinion and I'm just not. So <laughs> what the hell, Naked Brothers fan? I mean, you're famous in our eyes, so. Yeah. Oh, that's so kind. We stand yeah. for sure. We do. <laughs> Thank you. And I mean, I am still, I am still acting. Um, the most recent thing that I did was a year ago because pandemic, but um, I recently did three episodes of um, the show Ray Donovan, which is on Showtime and it's with Liev Schreiber. So if you guys want to go watch that, Yes, for more, we will. Um, we will. Thousand percent. Miss Goggins content. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> that's it's still you know it's still my dream. It's, I've you know had little bits of success along the way, and I'm super grateful for that um, and all the experience that I've had. But you know, we're still plugging along, and we ain't done yet. Yeah, of course. Cool. I mean, that's what I was going to ask is like what you, what you're doing now, basically. I mean, so you are acting, are you doing anything else as well? Yes. So I still, I live in New York city. I am still auditioning and acting. And I also am a freelance copywriter, which basically means I write for marketing. Um, and that's how I, that's my day job. Yeah. So I do that. And I'm thinking of starting a YouTube channel. Like, would you guys watch my YouTube channel? Do oh, it. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because now that I've, now that we've been through like the pandemic and I've been working from home and like all that stuff, I'm like, I just can't go back to like working outside my home. So I need to figure out a way <laughs> to, um, you know, never leave my house again. Yeah, totally. I hate that I have to leave my house and go to my job during a pandemic. It's it's not fun. <laughs> oh my god! You're like I I'm miss. So sorry. I, I miss performing crazy. on stages so bad. Very like live stream concerts. I'm like, there's no people. Yeah. It's such I'm a weird. Done. You're caught between like because I am like I'm caught between like this is fine. I'm like fine being by myself all the time. But then I like hear like a musical theater song and I start like sobbing because no. <laughs> I'm just like I miss theater so much I miss acting so much so we'll see what 2021 holds I'm trying to get my freaking vaccine yes we're trying to we're trying to <laughs> go to New York and do things and hang out too I want because Mary lives on the east coast we're in the freaking coldest part of the country we've we never met Mary in person so someday <laughs> oh my god I honestly like I just completely forgot that you guys aren't all related I was like they're all sisters no everyone has sisters, sisters. everyone has sisters 
Sorry, that was an NBB quote that you probably forgot and would not know anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, didn't hit. Didn't land. Yeah. Did not yeah, land we on me. we figured <laughs> it's okay. Awesome. awesome. So, I mean, we have at least we have COVID COVID restrictions right now. I'm thankful that my job in particular, like I'm a hairdresser, so we don't have too much transmission, but. I'm not fucking essential. You can be ugly for a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I have not had my hair cut since last year. Same. Because I respect hairdressers and I'm not going to bring my germs to them. Yeah, it's the shit's not essential. But like, yeah, I miss live shows. I miss live music. <laughs> I miss going to the freaking movie theater. I miss going places so much. Oh my God. Yeah. So like as soon as this whole COVID thing like blows over and hopefully we all get our vaccines and everything yeah. will be good. I just want to like hang out with my friends like in their apartments. Yeah. I just want to do the bear fucking minimum. So well. <laughs> in your quest for vaccines. Yeah, I, you'll have me cheering you on. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess we can like wrap here. I'll just like yeah, stop the like, questions, and it's been very good, like very robust answers and a very good conversation. Honestly, love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. I know. Hey, it's Mary again in editing hell. Uh, we did not record an outro for the guest segment. So back to the episode. Spells it all over Miss Goggins and then she takes it so well. She's like, it's okay. It looks good blue. And my which, favorite thing. No, sorry. Go ahead. Which we know now that was dead ass real blue slushy. And it was probably not the first take. It was definitely not the first take that we saw in the episode. And he leans and it's like, he looks like a purposeful spill. It's like, he almost makes it look fake. And then when he like stands back up, he just continues to follow through with turning the cup upside down. And it's like, okay. And then he just goes. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I'm trying to, hold on, hold on. That setting spray. It was either cover girl or makeup revolution. Which one was it? Cover girl. I'm so good. Nice, nice. I'm so good. Being in the poor is so good. So Cooper pulls some blue slushy bullshit and the Timmerman brothers show up. And so do David, Thomas, and Kasim. So if you want to see which one of these gonna like get it in first, man. I mean they didn't say that, but but like basically. And- <laughs> <laughs> but like I know what you mean because like basically that's what they said. Um, I want to go to this movie theater. It looks pretty cool. I was, I literally, my next note says three is enough set to a horror film is the epitome of Siobhan's aesthetic. <laughs> like, here's some children's pop music and then someone dying. <laughs> I'm like. Nobody <laughs> dies in Nosferatu. I also love how, yeah, I love how three is enough plays through the entire movie. Just setting this, setting this, setting the tone for the horror film. Mm-hmm. I mean, goths do love. We do love silent horror films. That is a that is a very like goth subculture thing. Like you will always see that playing in like on the screens at like goth clubs. It's like old horror movies and shit like that. 
we glossed over this. The fact that Alex and Juanita rolled up and Sunny and Betty were on a date. Yeah. Everyone's on a fucking date at Nosferatu. Sonny's got the fucking spray on hair on his bald spot. Ooh, you remember that? Spray on hair on yep. the bald spot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So he is, he's there and then he's like, Alex? And Alex is like, no, I just look like him. I get that all the time. Your son is safe at home with his babysitter. Okay, bye. And he's like, yeah, okay, thanks. Looks like Nat's going to be the suave one today. That's not a fucking thing. yeah after cooper does the spill i mean comparatively yes although um mr fugly pirate (laughs) well okay the timberman brothers are all like okay we're gonna like sabotage this date so they try to like pour slushy on fugly pirate's head but they end up missing and hitting jesse jesse thinks the fugly pirate did it (laughs) so she pours slushy on his head it turns into like this big slushy dump fest and his whole pirate shirt becomes blue i love watching the timmer and brothers be like when they're fucking throwing popcorn off the ledge it's so cute mm-hmm. okay. okay 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 i also love alex being the one to hide into juanita yeah how adorable it's so cute it's so perfect. And then, of course, Cooper and Nat, like, high-five, or do they fist bump when both Rosalina and Miss Goggins do the Maybe it's, like, a thumbs-up or something. But they're, I like, think it's a thumbs-up. Like yeah. Finger guns or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting in the rain. And then, um, so they're walking out of the theater, and then Miss Goggins was all like, that was really scary. And then um, Rosalina's all like, that was, like, really scary. And then they hold hands. Okay, this how is are- my ship, Natalina. This is the one time in the history ever. I don't ship it otherwise. How are they not dating at this point? Literally. And then, um, like, like we still have the entire fucking bullshit of polar bears to go through after this. Like, I know. Can you believe? Don't even get me fucking like, started. Like, I'm just tired at this point. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. Um. And. Jesse is walking out of the theater and she runs into the to the bros and she's like, oh, my date didn't turn out. I guess three really is enough. And she's like, three is the best number for everything. Um, what? Perfect number of boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking about that. I had two boyfriends once in a way, Nat, in a way. way? Like, well, one who didn't know. Well, one. I'm going to expose myself here. I can't. I Vaughn? Can't. Is exposing herself. Welcome to the Uncle of Sisters podcast. Welcome to the Uncle. Where we have two boyfriends. Welcome to the Uncle and Fuck Myself podcast. We have two Welcome boyfriends. To... Their names are Nat and Alex. And one girlfriend. And one fiance. I, yeah, I had I had two boyfriends once, kind of in a way, Nat. In a way, I don't know if I could have handled a third. I probably like my brain would have probably started to hurt. Three. I can't. I can't even like. Like, okay, so, like, let me out myself, okay? Because Siobhan outed herself, too, okay? Like, I have had so many dreams about Alex Wolf trying to kiss me. And literally, my subconscious every time is like, no, don't do it. You have a girlfriend. And it's like, in my psyche, I can't even cheat on my girlfriend. You can cheat on your girlfriend with this man. I can't. I can't. I cheat on my fiance 
nightly in my dreams when it comes to the Wolf Brothers. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And he's in new. He knows. Our boy likes to eat. The McGriddle. The McGriddle. Um, And then Alex and Juanita are walking out, and a little redhead girl runs up to Alex and is like, it's Alex Wolf, Grandpa, and here comes Jules. And it turns out that his granddaughter is... The dream girl of Alex's dreams, a little redhead girl. It's, she's so cute. I know. Oh, just like I have a question. Yeah. First, before we continue with the redheaded girl, the slushy spilling between the fugly pirate and Jesse. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think they had to do that one? Good question. Probably. It looks like they only did it once, but like, I'm curious. Well, I, I mean, I know nothing of the logistics of like. You know, putting on the fresh She's fit filling. so that you can pour it again, or like if that's How many even a, copies you know. of the same outfit. Did they have? Did they have to like blow dry Jesse's hair every single time? I feel like they could have gotten it in one take because they're like grown ass adults and not like awkward twelve year old boys. You know? Yeah, but who freaking knows? Who really knows? And I also, so, just, I also just have a theory that it wasn't like the same outfit that Miss Goggins wore every single time. I just feel like, I feel like she just had variants of like the same plaid jumper but like different colors maybe kind of like the same type of it wardrobe looks it looks good blue it looks good blue oh, um so alex is meeting his dream girl and let me just say that as a 10 year old this is what i pictured me meeting alex wolf would be like and it did not go like that <laughs> you wanted him to say you're, you're, that's my that's my dream girl it didn't happen yeah. Nat what was your experience meeting Alex and Nat I, I don't know I blacked out don't ask me I never I, I never get to I never met Alex because this girl pushed me out of the way and I got discouraged that bitch who is she I'll smack her ass I know hey if you, <laughs> hey bitch if you were at Hershey Park meeting the wolf brothers by the fence and this is a call out and you were the big big fat sweaty bitch that pushed (laughs) me out of the way let it be known that you are banned from listening to this podcast and the second i find out who you are you're going to restrict it on instagram asshole (laughs) and you are not invited to the fan meetup no bitch I remember, I don't remember too much of what Alex said to me when I met him the second time. He, I didn't say anything to him the first time. I said hi. I made sure to, when Nat and I, we said hi to each other, I was like, hey. But like the second time, I didn't really say anything to Alex. I just remember he was as tall as me and I was very confused. I thought he was going to be so much shorter than me. Well, you, you forget that you are also short. Oh, I didn't forget standing next to six foot tall, 14 year old Nathaniel Marvin. Oh, you're telling me. Ooh-wee. I just remember when we were at the Myth for the a very uh, nice the, conversation the about Led Zeppelin. I just remember like walking up there and being like, "Hi, I really love your music." And Hi. Like, that's all I remember. I was just like, oh. uh, "I'm dissociating." Of the arm around thing. I. So, you listen to Led Zeppelin, huh? burned into my retinas i die i'm just too awkward i'm just too awkward and i dissociate when i meet people like knock on wood someday i'm gonna meet liz fair 
and I'm going to do my best to not cry like a fucking baby. Me too. I, I saw, so I saw like the room, like the other room in which she was like doing a meet and greet when I was like at her show. And I was like imagining like walking up to her and like saying hello to her. And I was like, and I was tearing up just thinking about it. Yeah. Like if I am like inspired by you in any way, and I speak one coherent sentence to you, you're welcome. (laughs) Right. Well, we're going to, we're going to go to the New York store and it's going to be great. It's going to be good. We're going to go to New York and it's going to be fantastic. Someday I'm going to hear Lemon Turtles live and it's going to be great. Lemon Turtles. For some reason, for a reason. running around my room. Matt, Nathaniel Marvin Wolf has serious white boy flow. And I'm here for it. What's that one guy that sucks that did the Peach Scone song? Peach Scone song? Who? What? Whomst? What are you talking about? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> the one guy no, that- Hobo Johnson. Hobo Johnson can eat shit. <laughs> Matt Wolf is coming for your job. Not going to mess this up. Not going to mess this up. Okay. Can we do <laughs> Can we do an outro for the ep now that we are, like, wrapped so that yes. I don't have what? to- <laughs> I don't have to suffer and make another outro. Like, I'm going to have to make another outro for Emily. Oops. Oops. All right, guys. So- what did, what did we, we learn, learn today? from today's episode? Girls rule, boys drool, fuck Cooper Pillet for missing. How do, how do you fuck up spilling a slushie? Period. How do you fuck that up? I learned that Alex Wolf can rock a Britney Spears mic. Uh, we learned that three is enough. We did. We learned that bimbos and himbos unite. Um... We learned that if you want a girl to date you, all you have to do is stalk her to the movie theater and dump a slushie on her head. (laughs) And pretend someone else did it. And we learned that if you have a dream girl, it might be your illustrator's granddaughter. Manifest the shit out of her. Because she will appear. Manifesting works clearly. It do. It really do. Alex Wolf is a witch. Period. Okay, well, that's the freaking end. We hope you enjoyed everything. Three is enough. Three is enough. The iconic legend, Emily Richardson. None other Hell than yeah. Miss fucking Scoggins. Please sit down, Mr. Pillet. Please sit down, Mr. Pillet. <laughs> we do an exclusive. On the Honey Bunnies. We do an exclusive on Emily Richardson. <laughs> That's what we're fucking doing. Europe's a very old continent. (laughs) Me too. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, friends.